Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to a special We End edition of the podcast. We End. We End. Still, yeah. still amused by it. Super proud of ourselves. I have the great pleasure of being joined by my smashing co-host, Garrett. Say hello to the loyal listeners, Garrett. Pip, pip. That's what you're going with this week? I'm a Middle English chimney sweep. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> you know, chimney sweep? Chimney uh, no, never, sweep. <laughs> never mind, never that's, mind. That's like Oliver, Twi- Oliver Twist says pip, pip, doesn't he? N- no. That's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of person who would say pip, pip, though. He would. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch the film. I'll, I'll get back to you. Yes. Or the inevitable remake. I hope they remake it. I'll play that role. Yeah, because you still look like 14 years old. I'll play any role. Gareth, we've got, we've, got a pack, we've got a podcast to do. If anyone asks me to be in any film, the answer is yes. No matter what. I have no artistic integrity. No. I will happily be in a film. You, you've even said you'll be in a teen sitcom. I would, I would jump at a teen sitcom. Especially Disney. I would drop Disney. everything in the world to do a teen sitcom. You know, Gar, before we get too sidetracked, we've been doing this podcast for a little while now. And I came to the realization during the week that our ever-growing group of listeners, you can't prove that that's a lie. It, it is technically growing. It every is week growing. More, as long as one person listens every week, that is growing. Exactly. But they don't know us very well, Garrett. They don't much know much about us. Except for the fact that I would happily do a teen sitcom. Exactly. Which is all you need to know, really. Realistically, it is. So I thought this week we would ha- do a little Q&A in a segment that we are calling Getting to Know Ken and Garrett. Typically, I'm second. Distance second. Gar, alphabetically, I come second. So, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't think that one through, did you, Ken? No, I did not until the exact moment I realized (laughs) that I I made a mistake. Ken, no, no, the alphabet. Well, if you do the alphabet backwards, I come first. So, that's true. But before we traumatize our listeners with a peek inside our peculiar minds, Garrett, my fine fellow, how have you been? It's been an age, a week. A week. Usually, we do usually see each other during the week. We do, yes. In some way. Usually, you come up and steal food from the house, because I still live at home and you moved out. Yeah, I come up and steal food or, or household items. Or pay for me to go to the cinema. Exactly. You know, I'm a horrible stinge. Uh, stinge? Is stinge a word? I leech off people. Stinge, it, it evokes a certain sense anyway. Like stingy? Yeah. You've created a verb. I'm, I'm very good at words. The, the weekend show, we're only like... Two minutes in and we're making history, we're creating words. And just rambling. Verbiage, which yeah. is a word I... By the way, speaking of words, you know the Oxford English Dictionary? Yeah. They introduced awesome sauce as an official word. Their their credibility is gone. Yeah. I understand that language is a kind of a fluid thing. It's constantly changing. Yeah. But we don't need awesome sauce as a word. It's it's just, no, it's think, not a word. Is that is that from... Is, like, is Oxford like the English one? Yeah, the OED. You think they'd have a bit of integrity? I, I mean, I can understand. They're pandering because LOL is in there too now. I can understand. Exactly. But they, at least LOL has kind of entered the kind of the general lexicon of words. Yeah. They want, you, you understand why they include LOL? Awesome sauce is, is not prevalent enough to be in the dictionary. That's like the first time I've heard that in quite a, a couple, quite a, quite a, a few years, I might yeah, think. Andy said it to April when uh, April said, I love you. But Andy said, awesome sauce. Yeah. But April's like, why didn't you say I love him back? Then after uh, later, Ron was like, Awesome sauce means he really likes you too, April. Get over it. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of Parks and Rec. Don't lately. spoil it for the ga- listeners, guys. That's series two, three? Two or three? Yeah, it's pretty far in. Three-ish. But uh, you'd expect that kind of thing from the Americans. Three. No offense, because uh, two words I've I've come to realize Americans think are words during the week are verbiage, 
Verbiage if, is a word. But it is? Verbiage is a word, it's, yeah. They say verbiage. Yeah, verbiage. That, that's the word. It, it, it's a particular kind of set of, of language. No, but but I had an email during the week that said verbiage. In what context? It said it's, it's saying it wrong, though, isn't it? But but if it's an email, how do you know? Is it spelt that way? I assume so. What was the context it was used? I didn't like her verbiage. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You're just, you're just ignorant. I'm ignorant. But What's the second one? Normalcy? I think that's a word too. It sounds wrong. Well, they both sound English, wrong. Ken. But the, bad at English. No, one I thing I, I take Americans the task for is misspelling through. They spell T H R U. That's not how you spell through. Yeah. The thing is, they spell through T H R U, but in all other words, they get rid of the U. Yeah. They don't like their U's, and then they just add, well, they're, they're they're still shortening through. Spell through properly, Americans, and use your U's. Use are nice letters. Yeah. Stop abusing the U's, and I don't mean U's as in the kind of sheep-like things, baby sheep. Baby goat. What's a you? What's a you? It's yeah. Ba- I, it's a baby uh, sheep or something, isn't it? I, I I don't know. Yeah. I think we're just rambling now. Yeah. But uh, this is a we end edition, so we're gonna we're trying to keep it brief. Yeah, we're trying to keep it short. It's just rambling, <laughs> but nonsense. But we're just like both of us have had very little sleep. We yeah. should know that at this point. Sleep is the enemy of coherence. I wanted to talk about a few couple of things. First of all, today I'm officially on holidays. Yeah. That's the reason we're doing a weigh-in show, because we kind of got lazy, and Ken's going going to San Francisco in three days. Yeah, I'm already in holiday mode. Sorry, guys. Yep. So we're doing a short show. We're just talking about things. And short show. Answer, just answer questions about us. Just shooting the breeze off the top of our head. One of the things during the week, quickly moving on from that sentence, I didn't even end it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Apple launch event. Pencil. It's gone bonkers. It's a pencil. It's a stylus. They're yeah. charging you a hundred bucks for a stylus. I guarantee, in fairness, now it's only ninety nine dollars. Yeah, ninety nine dollars. Anything that's ever come with a stylus is attached. They've missed the boat. They should charge you a hundred bucks for it. Basically, they've introduced a stylus for their iPads, uh, particular, particularly particularly iPad Pros for iPad Pros. Their new like, iPads, which cost between seven hundred and eleven hundred dollars or something, isn't that? Which is less than I was expecting. Is it? <laughs> That's still a lot on of money. On what scale is it less than you were expecting? How much were you expecting it to be? I don't know, like like fifteen hundred. Really? That's what the Surface Pros go up to. Is it? Yeah. Still, it's a tablet. Yeah. That's super expensive. Yeah, like what does it do? Is it besides being like big? It's big. Yeah, I love the way that and they sell the mini based on the fact that it's small, and then it's like, look, this one's big. It's yeah. like a TV screen in your hand. They've also created an iPad, an official iPad keyboard for the first time which will only set you back a paltry $149 you can probably get a knockoff version of that for like 20 bucks can't yeah you? but they're getting very strict about uh, they, they, yeah, they're very controlling over that aren't they yeah they're kind of like trying to weed out all the third party software and hardware as well mm. um, other, other big things uh, Apple, the, the new Apple TV remote has a glass uh, touch screen interface thing that seems impractical you're going to break it for scrolling Like they're if, mo- if there's anything that hits the floor more often it's television remotes. Yeah. Those things hit floors a lot. So it's like it's like their mouse, you know, their kind of most recent mouse with the kind of the kind of glass on it instead of yeah. the scroll. So it's like that. Uh other than that, the Apple TV has also gotten rights to the MLS. Which who cares? <laughs> Not MLS, sorry. That's major league soccer. That's what I prefer they might have. What are you looking for? Baseball. It's MLB, yes. That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. Nobody watches baseball. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody could watch baseball live. And apparently they've introduced all various colors of iPhone now, including rose gold, which will probably set you back 
an extra hundred dollars or so, probably two hundred dollars. Gold plated iPods or iPhones as well, can't you? Yeah, and one thing I, I th- that stuck out to me is the new iPhone six, uh, six plus success and success plus six super large. That's trying to say that ten times fast. Six, we want your money, but it's it's going to be as thin as an iPod. That's very flimsy. It's right. Like I find it hard to hold my iPod when I'm browsing and stuff on it. I no, actually I prefer. It's the only thing I use. I know, but I prefer the thickness of an iPhone. Hmm. It feels more substantial for my thousand euro. Can out himself as both having owning an iPod and an iPhone because he's super rich. I don't. Ugh, I'm not rich. I'm just affluent. My phone barely even has polyphonic ringtones. Can. Yeah, but uh, that's that's basically the big news from the Apple event. I just think it's getting bonkers. That, yeah. Like. Like just when you think they're on the ropes financially and uh, like they have no new ideas, they come back with this stuff and people just go insane over it. Well, they still have no ideas. They released a stylus and a keyboard. Welcome to two thousand and two. And pe- the worst thing is people are clamoring for them already. Especially- if anybody buys that pencil, you're stupid. You're stupid if you buy the pencil. And there's people that will justify it. It's like, oh, it's super sensitive and it uh, detects your movements down to the finest degree. It's a stylus. You can buy a plastic one for fifty cent. Next week, we're going to be giving away an Apple stylus on the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Actually, I tweeted that I, I, I got an Apple pencil early. I just uh, taped a pencil to an Apple. It has it's a sa- an Apple pencil. It has the same effect, really. That tweet, it probably does. That tweet didn't do good enough numbers. I thought that was a smart tweet. Yeah. You don't I'm have, upset that no one you don't have the cir- You don't have the circulation in your yeah, tweets. Yeah, If I had like a, a thousand followers, that one would have gotten, gotten off the ground. I only have 302. One last thing I wanted to mention. Go on. I saw the film Ricky and the Flash. I have no idea what that is. It's the new um, Diablo Cody film. I have no idea who that is. Juno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She okay. used to be a stripper. Now she's a screenwriter. That's always fun. There you go. That's a natural kind uh, of transition. It's it's okay. It's got a very familiar premise, like a mother who kind of broke, like left her family and you know, broke their hearts and broke up the family, trying to reconnect with them. Basically, she's an aging wannabe rock star who kind of went off to try and make her dream and she didn't get it uh played by Merle Streep um Oscar bait uh, no I wouldn't say it's Oscar bait <laughs> that's I, always the risk I call it more of a passion project ah. but uh I just wanted to mention it because um yeah I just kind of it's good it's not good but okay. I just I just, I, I just want to it's like an example of like I always kind of roll my eyes every year that Merle Streep gets nominated but like she's actually really good in she this film she's a very good actress so she can actually make anything good she can She's very good at what she does. It also has Kevin Klein in it, who I also really enjoy seeing in things. Kevin Klein? No. <laughs> this uh, is just an entire sequence of people I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what he's in. But I like it's actually like it's familiar. It's not reinventing the wheel or anything, but it has some sweet moments. It has some really uh, good moments of comedy. And it's got Meryl Streep who has, you know, he's, he literally elevates it from 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 terrible like, to uh, yeah it's like she, she she can take it up at least two notches yeah. with her performance so uh you know if you're feeling bored and you, you, like i always feel like when i come out of the cinema like did i would i have wanted my money back if i had the option and the answer is no i like i i feel i got my money's worth and you got a dark place to eat some popcorn exactly so yeah ricky and the flash don't go don't go like out of your way to see it but if you have no other options if you're super bored and want to pass probably two hours of your life this is a uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll do the job. Yeah, it's not offensive. Okay, girl. That's right. the best endorsement. They should put that endorsement on the poster. Yeah. The weekend show says it's all right. <laughs> yeah. This will pass two hours of your time and you won't feel like you wasted it. So, should we get on to the. I the, suppose we should. The meat of the first We're going to take a quick break just, uh, just to let you uh, soak in all that nonsense we just spoke at you. Yeah, and then we'll be right back with a QA. 
with our biggest guests to date Us. ourselves we would have we would have thrown out a request for questions on twitter but um we probably wouldn't have gotten any <laughs> yeah, that's, so. uh, we got, if, we, if you would like to ask us any questions it's twitter.com uh, at twskk and facebook.com forward slash twskk we had our first fa- uh, facebook interaction during the week we did it was like oh can you get this on android and it's like Yep. Yes, you can. That that's our we made it. You can get us on Android because you can download the SoundCloud app and on if Android. If you are listening on your Android device, hello, hello, welcome to the weekend show. Thank We're you talking very much. directly to you through the internet. Isn't that magical? Okay. Anyway, break. We'll be right back with the Q and A. You're listening to the Weekend Show podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Welcome back to the Weekend Show. It's now time for some real talk up here in this Pizzodcast. I'm super hip, Ken. I you, think we've established that. First, you, you went all posh to start with yeah, pip pip, and now you're, getting, now you're going to the street. Yeah. If, it, if one of these questions are, are you super hip? The answer would be, yes. Yes, I am. And super fly. So we're going to do a little segment called Getting to Know Ken. And Gar. <laughs> it's written into the script. <laughs> it's written into the script. That's the most amusing thing you've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came up with that. But anyway... <laughs> In keeping with the tradition of all good ideas, we borrowed the Gardens Q&A format, which... Air this, quotes. This was going to be one of your net picks until we decided to do a Wii N show. Yeah. Basically, we stole it. Yeah. It's, Thanks, it's, Guardian. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the, the idea before, it's really very good, according to Ken, who's read most of these. I've never actually read one. So, yeah. yeah. Check it out on the guardian.co.uk website. Sneaky net picks for you. Yep. So allow me to explain if you haven't heard of it before, but do do check it out. Or like if you if you want to, if you have some time to kill, it won't be a terrible way to kill your time. Exactly, that's what we say about everything now. <laughs> yeah, like the the Guardian Q and A, it's all right. The weekend show. Yep, you can say that. You can put that on all of your your Q and A posters, Guardian. Basically, uh, each week they ask a particular VIP a set of twenty to twenty five, sometimes more questions. We're very important people too. That asks them to to dig down deep inside and question reflect on their past present and future as well as their views on some of life's most important questions some of the questions are are downright strange and designed to catch you off guard and force you to think on your feet so to keep this uh segment fresh that uh, they, they cycle out questions from time to time they they reuse a lot of the same ones but sometimes they add in new ones and so we just thought we'd just cherry pick the best of them for your listening pleasure or maybe the worst who knows yeah who knows? It depends on how we answer these. Yeah. Uh, are you ready, Gar? I suppose. Let's get this over with. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So you can ask me the question. By the way, if you want to d- reflect on your own past, present, future and stuff like that, feel free to answer along with us. Yeah. Send your, us your answers on a postcard to the weekend show, Cork. Yeah, we'll or definitely get tweet it. us. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely get that. They'll <laughs> definitely find us with that. Yeah, tweet. Or you can tweet us on Twitter at TWSKK or Facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. That's Facebook.com forward slash TWSKK and Twitter at TWSKK. I have an echo. <laughs> Anywho, question number one. When are you happiest? I discovered this recently. I discovered when I am happiest. I've discovered my moment of zen, my, my place of high-minded wonderfulness is when I'm lying in bed. Because bed is brilliant. Everyone knows that. Everyone loves bed. Bed makes everything better. Eating Pringles, because mm. Pringles are my great weakness in life. Of course. Watching Parks and Recreation. Espec- especially when they're negligibly cheap. Oh, we do love the negligibly cheap Pringles. Ex- when, when Pringles are down to around two euro per can, it is reprehensible not to buy them. And it's also reprehensible to buy them, so. Yep. 
and you should eat them all to yourself, which we do far too often. Yeah. Why does this make you happy? Because it's one, it's Parks and, Parks and Recreation, which is the most joyous show on planet Earth. Second sneaking epics. Yeah, uh, basically, I'll talk about Parks and Rec every week. I'm, I'm threatening to do a full segment on Parks and Rec, but Ken has vetoed it at least twice. He's like, we've already talked about Parks and Rec. He's like, you can never talk about Parks and Rec enough. Gar, if you do a good job on this episode, I, I promise I'll let you do one. Yeah, in two weeks' time. By the way, no show next week, but we'll mention that again later. Yeah, just in case you forget. Yeah. Uh, Pringles are delicious and bed is brilliant. So I, I'm, I'm in a, um, a moment of happiness. So I'm just sitting there eating my Pringles, watching my Parks and Recreation, laughing comfortably in bed. So it's just comfort and, and mm. giggles. Yes. That's good. Makes I like that. Happy. I'm going a bit more highbrow for my Oh, own. you went super deep. Um, I'm happiest when I'm being creative, I think. Ooh. Like, I get this little kind of like shock up my spine. Every time I get like, because recently at work, I, uh, I've, I've been able to be involved in kind of like video projects and animation stuff. Stuff I did in college. And like, like the, the kind of like the giddiness I get from just creating something or or like just kind of using my imagination. I've always kind of had a vision, a vivid, and a vivid imagination. Yep. So vivid you can't even get words out of your head. Yeah. They're just bouncing around and making their own thing in there. It's moving so fast. Um, but I, I, like, it's just basically anytime I can kind of create something out of nothing or uh, do anything. It, it could be anything. It's acting, comedy, animation, puppetry. I've I've tried it all because it just like. Like some some of my heroes are people who just kind of create things um, that that mean something to somebody. So I, I suppose that's why I've always kind of tried to do, and that's what's always inspired me. So, so being the podcast creative makes you happy, does it? Yes, exactly. That's another creative endeavor, and like that that like I look forward to in my week. So, uh, do you want to do you want to read the next question? Question number two: What is your greatest fear? I don't want to be cliched and say that it's dying. But like dying I, is scary. It is scary. And it's like the mind can't comprehend nothingness. Yeah. Which is what potentially happens when you die. It's just nothing. I just can't get over the fact that you're there one minute. And your total consciousness and everything that you were is gone. And you cease to exist. Like what like I don't want to say what is the point, but you feel like that you that you exist and you matter, but like there's a chance that you don't. Yeah. And it's not I, I'm not gonna be completely cliche. It's not dying as such. But it's like I have this kind of vision of me on my deathbed and just like not having done the things I wanted to do. To quote a great man, Ken, I don't want to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's going to be my final words. But no, I, I just I just have this fear of like just like regretting my life hmm. on my deathbed. I hope I don't, but I guess I just don't want to have any regrets that I said. I wish I it could have gone this way. I just want to be content when I kind of... And death, as I said, death is super scary. It's just that the thought... No, I, want, I don't even get into yeah, it. We the thought of nothingness. We can't comprehend nothingness. Nothingness is like this abstraction that we just can't get our head around. Because yeah. we, we exist. We know that. We well, well, we might actually be a computer simulation or something or some bizarre... And we like, might live in the speck of an ant somewhere in the middle of the universe. Who knows? But we, we exist in our own moment. We think we exist and not all... Of, that's all that really matters. Yeah. And when that's gone, what is it? <laughs> Why? Why? What, what is it? Yeah. But like that could be a whole other podcast. Is, so it, is it blackness? Is it nothingness? How, like you can't get your mind around the idea that your mind isn't there anymore. Everything that you were is gone, and you're just not there anymore. That's like super scary. That's so scary. So, Garrett, what do you most? My fear? biggest fear is a, a little, a little more closer to my own personal home. <laughs> large social gatherings. 
Yeah. I don't do well in large, large social gatherings. Then. I'm kind of in a similar mind as you because I went out to a, a pub recently with oh my girlfriend. God. I pubs, hate it. I, I don't like pubs. I was jammed with people and they're all pushing up against me yeah, and they're I, in I my space. Yeah, I have personal space issues and I don't like loud places. I don't like being in loud places where people are like drunk. Also, when there's like too many people around, yeah. I bend into the background and it's like, oh. I don't like people touching me. I just kind of hover. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I end up doing. So I don't like large social gatherings. I don't feel comfortable there. Interesting. Yeah. What's What's the next question here? Next question is, what is your earliest memory, Ken? Do you want to take this one first? My, mine, uh, mine is a good one, in fairness. Mine is when uh, one Christmas, I, I don't remember which Christmas it was. Uh, it was Christmas morning. You, you and Ed, our brother, yes. were out in the sitting room opening your presents. And I was a young baby in, in the, the, the crib in uh-huh. my parents' room. And I remember, I actually remember the act of breaking out of my crib, crawling up the dresser next to my crib, down the dresser, and going out the door and sitting in the hall watching you open your presents. You remember that? I remember it. I remember doing it. That's so cool. It's like super weird. It's, it's ingrained. And I, I, I verified this because ye remember me being there. Yeah. And we remember that, that that was one of your particular skills as a, as a, as a tiny toddler. Yeah. Not even a toddler. I think you were younger I than that. Like, 18 months at most. Yeah, and you were able to kind of literally uh, j- uh, jailbreak yeah, and I get out of the room. Yeah, break out my cot and uh, escape the room and just sit there staring at you opening your Christmas presents. And you were a very cute baby, so I imagine that was quite a hallmark moment. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, I don't know why I remember that. I, I remember like the act of waking up and breaking out of the crib. I remember it. Yeah. Mine or is else a- I've just made it all up and I've, I've said it to myself so many times it's become real. Yeah, Possibly. Which is quite likely. What is consciousness? Yeah. We've already, well, we discussed that in the last question. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Mine is not so good. Go on. Uh, as you may remember, yeah, when I was very young, I got a very serious bout of glandular fever. Yes. Nearly died. You missed a year of school because of it? Well. You got held back. I got held back, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember. You didn't draw on the lines well enough. So my earliest memories, I remember being in the car and I had my head against the window and I felt like I said I didn't feel very well. Mm. And then they brought me to the hospital. But then I was like really freaked out because they were like i remember like they were like rushing me through a like the hospital on like a gurney and they were like undressing me as they went and i was like freaking out going i'm fine i didn't mean it i'm actually okay yeah stop like we can go home now and i particularly remember and this is a bit graphic so it's not as nice and fuzzy as your one them stripping stripping me butt naked and then flipping me over and for some reason spreading my tiny buttocks To check something. I don't know what they were checking. Is it temperature or something? I don't know. What, I don't know. What do you do when you, do you shove a thermometer up a baby's bum? I don't know. What what the, for? Well, I don't know what they were doing exactly, but uh, obviously it's traumatized me because it's my earliest memory. Yeah, that's stuck with you. The, the feeling of your, your bum being compromised. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happened ever since. Uh... Yeah. That's a brilliant first memory. <laughs> so if you uh, if you decide to not listen to the podcast anymore, I'd, yeah. I, I, I'd be that, quite... it, it, we probably peaked on a four year old Ken's bum being compromised. <laughs> That's the yeah. first thing he remembers. Okay, Gary. What trait do you most deplore in others? I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and it, it's actually one I'm guilty of every now and again because we're human beings. But yeah. it's it's people who break their word. Yeah, you know, I really hate when people say I'm gonna be here this time, I'm gonna do this for you, uh, blur, anything like that, and then they don't, and and they have a blasé attitude after that. And they want to apologize or feel bad yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like if like if I'm late or if I, I I don't do something I say I was gonna do, I'm always like, oh man, I I just broke my word. 
don't yeah, I, me too. I, I'll at least feel the guilt, but we all do it. I, I mean, like, like we all do it. I, I, I understand that, but you feel, feel guilty about it. Be upset that you've broken your word and that you've given someone your bond. You, you, uh, your bond should be unbreakable, Ken. But it was broken. Yeah, mine is kind of a simple one. Is uh, people who don't let people live the way they want to live Ooh, once they're not hurting one. anybody yeah. but like you know people who ha- like have to have people believe their point of view yeah. it's not like i believe this you believe that do what you want yeah. that's fine people who hammer their point of view at other people and like try to change people just because they don't agree with, with the way they see the world um i think that's really ignorant but i also think it's not anyone's place to do that yeah you see i i if i were to put a label on my own personal religious beliefs it would probably be be atheist yeah but i don't like atheists yeah because atheists are that kind of person who feel the constant need to disprove someone's right to their beliefs it's like like, i hate that because if you want to believe in god work away it doesn't affect me i don't personally do it but you have every right to do it yourself i'm not going to tell you you're wrong it works for you like uh, i think some of like the most well-rounded people i know are are very devout christians and uh, some of the most annoying people i know are atheists so uh, (laughs) it's just it's just like oh like like they get some it's like like and it's like i can be a good person what i would be believing in god i'm an atheist it's like just being a good person like literally persecute for someone for their beliefs and take sinful glee sinful well they don't believe in sin yeah, but, they don't, but, well, yes, but sin, sin is a broader uh, concept uh, uh, sin like, has evolved upon a past religion at this stage. yeah take take glee and in, in trying to tear them down and and like go like you know it's not real don't you it's like almost like like that kid in school that loved telling people that santa wasn't real it's like don't be a dick yeah just be uh, a nice person uh, up next again aside from property which is well we, neither of us own property anyway well I, I have an apartment you rent that yeah, is true which is probably what is the most expensive thing you've ever bought um, if I, in a single go it was probably um, the uh, the first time I, I got to go to Wrestlemania I've, I've mine is a Wrestlemania ticket which is the highlight that's, that's, like, yeah, I was yeah. thinking it's like what if I spent a considerable amount of money on it once I was like some kind of games console that's probably a close second and the other is a ticket to Wrestlemania. Yeah. Or Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Probably WrestleMania. WrestleMania is more expensive. Though Bramble Glory was expensive as well. Yeah. So basically my lifelong dream as a wrestling fan was to go to WrestleMania. I ended up doing it five times. Gareth, three times? Uh, three, um, 25, 27, 28. Yeah, three. The first time I went, we uh, you could get these packages through the WWE themselves. And Which like, you can still get. Yeah. And they're getting more expensive by the year. Oh, yeah, but true. I wanted to do it like the right way. So I spent like... Uh, something like 12 1300 euros on the package and like this the, the, the ticket alone to the event cost 750 dollars yep. which is insane it's stupid money. and when i tell it people people look at me like i'm absolute moron for a four-hour wrestling show 750 dollars. i got to keep my, my seat it was a custom-made seat where do you have the seat these days uh it's in my wardrobe back at your house or yeah, my former house home but uh yeah people just don't understand like you know when you're fanatical about something and when you're that passionate about it, like like for me, that didn't seem like a lot of money. It didn't seem like like an irrational thing to do. But people look at you like you're absolutely strange. Yeah. Well, you you drink all of your money, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least I got lifelong memories. You got forgetting those yeah. memories. Exactly. What makes you unhappy, girl? I I I struggle with this one. Yeah. Because things do make me unhappy. Yeah. But I don't like to dwell on the things that make me unhappy. Yeah. I don't like to put a broad amount of thought into things that make me unhappy. If something makes me unhappy, I like to try and forget about it and move on and play Kirby games to make me feel happy. Because that's how you stay unhappy if you think yeah. about it too much. Yeah. So I wrote nothing. 
because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> that is that is my answer to this question. Nothing. That's I'm in the, denial, essentially. Yeah, that, that's the figurative you sticking your fingers in your ears and going, yeah. la, 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 la. Everything la. is fine. It's just me singing Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Yeah, it's, it's a tough question because, like, as you say, there's a few things that make me unhappy. But I suppose uh, one thing that, that really upsets me is when I make, when I disappoint or upset anybody close to me well that ties back into my breaking your word kind of deal yeah like more so family when you disappoint or you really kind of hurt a member of your family that kind of that's the one thing that kind of really kind of cut me deep and like it's something that like i won't like you say kind of move on and get over but like that's the one of the things that i actually find i kind of find it hard to shake and like you do have regrets in that sense so exactly that's uh that's about it. That's what makes me unhappy. Yeah. We're, we're happy people. Podcast makes us happy, though. Exactly. Uh, listen to it. Yeah. If you could bring something extinct back to life, Ken, what would it be? Mm. This is easy. Dinosaurs. Duh. Duh. It's <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh, Who doesn't want dinosaurs to be real? If Jurassic Park has taught us anything. Yeah, it's that everything will be fine. With we can control the dinosaurs. Seriously, who doesn't want to be roaming around with dinosaurs? You might die and get eaten, but it's still a pretty cool way to go. Yeah, imagine having your own pterodactyl that you could ride to work. Yeah, you just grab the, they grab you by the shoulders and just fly you wherever you like to go. Uh, bring back dinosaurs, please, scientists. And God. God, come on, it's been a while. Yeah, you killed them with the, 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 the meteor. They've served their penance. So that, from both of us, is a unanimous dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs. It's, it's, it's always dinosaurs. I want to see Jurassic Park be real. Yeah. Uh, next one is easy for me, Ken. Who would yeah. play you in the film of your life? Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, you did have a very similar haircut at one point yeah I, I i insist the beebs stole the hair from me i didn't steal the hair from the beebs even though he made it more famous one it would attract interest then people would care about the film about my life yeah and two uh the beebs gets a hard time he's he's kind of stupid but he was he's been famous since he was 14 it's somewhat inevitable yeah his mind is a bit warped and i feel sorry for the beebs even though he rolls in money yeah, so he'd, he'd play me in a film. I think he'd do a good job. I've seen him on CSI. I've seen his acting, Ken. He'd, he'd be perfect for me. And he'd attract the attention of a bunch of teenage girls who would then worship me for life. Genius. Yeah. You hear yourself. It uh, used to be Zac Efron, which uh, is down the same line, but I've since switched to the Beebs because he's more popular. Uh, mine is uh, John Krasinski of The Office. He can just gym the camera the whole time? He just gym the whole thing. Your life is a gymming of the camera? Yeah, basically. I don't know. It's just something very likable about him, about him and I'm a very likable person. No, yeah, no, sure, no. sure. Yeah, let's <laughs> no, go with that one. No, I just think he just kind of has kind of a, a has the kind of kind of laid back attitude as an actor that kind of, you know, maybe I'm too laid back. My girlfriend says it's very hard to have fights with me because every time she gets like in a tizzy, I just, I'm like, eh. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, it's just like I don't. Not care. that I don't care, but I just like I don't tend to get worked out, up over things. Yeah. And uh, she like that makes her even more angry. So <laughs> I think he's a kind of laid back guy that could play me in a movie, perhaps. Hmm. Justin Bieber and John Krasinski. Gar, what is your most unappealing habit? That's a hard one. It is. I went with my, my, my tendency to procrastinate, particularly when it comes to college work. Because <laughs> I have I have this trend. It's happened to me because I'm now five days from finishing college. My thesis is due in five days. I have a finished draft. Thankfully, I'm not going to be submitting nothing. Well, it's not finished. I still need some tweaking. But it's done. That's yeah. all that matters. But I have this thing, and it happened to me every single time in college. 
where every time we come towards exams, we come towards a project being due, I'd start the day thinking, oh, okay, I'll, I'll start, I'll have my breakfast, you know, and then I'll start studying or start doing work on it. And then it's like, oh, well, it, it's, it's, it's half 12 or whatever it is. I'll wait till two o'clock. And then by the time two o'clock comes around, it's like, I'll leave till after dinner. It's a little close to dinner. Yeah. I'll leave until six and then I'll spend the evening studying. Then we go after dinner, it's like, oh, feel a little bloated after dinner, bloated after dinner, you know, need to settle down, you know, uh, eight, eight until 12. That's a good four hours of study, right, Ken? That's a good four hours. The internet is a terrible thing. Yep, and by the time uh, eight comes around, it's like, oh, it's very late, you know. Uh, yeah. better, better to get a good start tomorrow after a good night's sleep, and then you don't get a good night's sleep, you end up waking up at one in the day, and the cycle continues again. I have done that, and I'm not even joking. I'm perfectly aware that I do it, which is the worst part of it. And you're angry at yourself for doing yeah. it? I've done that for five years. <laughs> I've done it for five years straight. But some way we muddle our way through. Yep, I, I'm about to finish my master's degree, so uh, it's it's gone okay, hopefully. One of yeah. Procrastination. I do it. I've done it for five years. Yeah, I think. I, like, if you put me in a, a proper deadline, it's like I will get work done. Yeah, I've never missed a deadline in my five years of college. Yeah, but it's it's just one of those things. It's, it just it's, happens. It's almost like the college part of the college experience. Yeah, I think my one is that being a creative person and like having a huge imagination is I got, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things I want to try. So I, as as I mentioned earlier, I've tried a lot of things that appeal to me, and I I have a lot of like ideas for projects that I want to start. But I'm very much one for having an idea then loving it and then either kind of falling out of love with it so I, I, I kind of give up on it before completing it or I lose confidence and think oh I can't do that and then I just don't do it because I'm afraid of failing so I think that not following through on projects is definitely my uh, most unappealing habit this is the 15th episode of the podcast though Ken so like, uh, mainline episodes two we end shows so uh this is my this is my uh, commitment to myself to change hmm. so you know hashtag feels yeah question number 10 what is your favorite smell oh that's a that's a hard one bakeries bakeries is very good i love bakeries we were in uh little last week yeah and little have a really nice bakery now in the end there's just donuts and bread and all other bakery things and it smells delicious as yeah. we were saying i i if, if i ever get to the stage of my life where i'm comfortable financially i'm just going to open a bakery just so i can sit there all day and sniff it uh yeah that's that's a very good one. I would have probably said that, but I also have one that's very good. Do you know that smell of summer? Like cut grass and warmth and kind of warm. You can smell warmth and it almost tarmac, but and just like you can just smell that 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 that, that it's just it's summer. We haven't smelled it this year, but that's so, another story for another year. Yeah, that uh, yeah, well maybe next year, but it's just that smell that, that lets you know that like like there's a long summer ahead and like you know there's a lot of good times and. It's just kind of contentness that that uh, that you're kind of alive on a summer's day. I don't know. I just link it with kind of good memories. Yeah, kind of I like a good breeze. Nice breeze across the face. Breeze kind it of makes me contemplative. Warm breeze. You kind of and like certain smells like summer and stuff like that make you think of times when you were young and you were outside and you'd be dragged in and when it was dark and yeah. Um, so summer is my favorite smell. It's a good smell. Uh, which living person do you most despise and why? I had a hard time with this one. My answer yeah. again is nobody. <laughs> I, I don't hate many people. I, I like I, I despise. See, it's the word despise. I don't despise people. No, I don't despise anyone. I dislike people intensely. Yeah, like James Franco. Yes. Would he? Would he be the person you despise most? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't th- say so. I don't know. Yeah, there's no like, uh, no one has wronged me significantly. You no, know, which would cause me to hate them. Yeah, I, I, I really can't think of it. Like, I, I like despise is like such a harsh word. Mm. So there's a list of people I intensely dislike. Like James Franco. James Franco, Katie Hopkins, 
because she gets famous by hurting people's feelings, which I think is half a way to make your money. Uh, and she's just being sensational for the sake of it. Yeah. Just those, those two people pop, pop to mind. Like people that, I don't know, people that are, are, that are, are capital, capitalized on people's uh, misfortune and upset bug me. But uh, it's what, it's what that's uh, a, a character trait I despise more than anything else. People that kind of revel in making people unhappy and upsetting people. Mm. So if I were to kind of tweak that question a little, I despise people with that characteristic. So what kind of people do you despise? Those kind of people. Yeah. Whereas I love everybody. Everybody's lovely. Great girl. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. What's your not favorite word? Gar- we're moving on. We're okay, moving on. Fine. What's your favorite word? Uh, um, well, I was going to take a scientific approach, but then another question kind of um comes up later that takes that one away from me. So I'm going to go with indubitably. Good word. It's a good word, isn't it? There's a nice ring to the word indubitably. Yeah. It's indubitably. It's indubitable. You do say it a lot. Indubitably. I was thinking Mobentai, which is Terriermon's word. Yeah, it basically means relax or yeah, don't worry. Take it easy. It's a Cantonese word. Yeah. Uh, but that's super nerdy. So I'm going to go with indubitably. My favorite word. Listen to the word. Indubitably. It's indubitably. Such a good word. My one is a bit more conceptual again. It's just imagination. Oh, like, look. Look at him giving thoughtful, creative answers where I'm like, indubitably sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, I don't know, I suppose because being the defining characteristic of me as a person and I don't know. I just think when, like, if you have an imagine uh, an act of imagination as a child, you'll never be bored, and it can lead you to some really great places. And some of the people I most admire had kind of big imaginations and big visions, and they kind of changed the world, at least in a, in, a, in the sense of pop culture, which mm. is the realm of our podcast. So, uh, imagination is my word. Okay. Which book changed your life? Again, a hard question because I wouldn't consider, I, I wouldn't define a book as changing my yeah, life. Yeah, I've tweeted because my answer is Freakonomics. Yeah. Because I, I was a business student in school when I read Freakonomics. I, I was an economic major when I got in the fourth year. I have a master's degree while well, I'm finishing a master's degree in economics. I think uh, Freakonomics changed how I kind of thought about things. Yeah. Kind of changed my approach to thinking as opposed to like um, changed my life. So I, I went Freakonomics. What about yourself? Uh, it's a tough one. I suppose um, one of the the earliest books I read was Teddy's uh, Tale. What? Teddy's Tale. Yeah, Teddy's Tale. That's one of my earliest. I still have Teddy's Tale. Teddy's Tale, which is, uh, has your name in it, doesn't it? it? It's a literary classic. Uh, it's one of those books where you can kind of pl- plant the person's name on it. Yeah. Um, one of the earliest books I read um, was uh, was uh, The Twits by uh, Roald Dahl. Yeah. And I sp- and and one like he'd be one of the people I admire most because just because again boundless imagination and like like I suppose like things but his kind of books uh, showed me that like there's people and I always I've always thought outside the box I've been a kind of a weird kid all my life yeah. like, I thought I haven't thought the way the other people think march to the beat of your own drum and, and think in things about things in a different way and he and like he showed me that other people even grown-up people think that way so you see, uh, uh, i can't remember who said this but uh they said uh when you think about it all adults are weird in their own way yeah and it's like i think it's we get to the stage when you get older where you just accept the fact that everyone's just a little weird yeah and everyone has their own things and everyone's obsessed with their own little things and everyone has their own little niggly things that they do we're all weird but when you're younger that kind of stuff is kind of like 
that's what you get picked on for. Yeah. Whereas when you're an adult, no one cares. And people just go about their business. And sometimes people even celebrate you for it. Yeah. Uh, but Roald Dahl taught me it was okay to be weird and that even even works for you when you're an adult. So that's probably the twits changed my life in some ways. To whom would you most like to say sorry and why? Um, Me for roping me into this podcast. <laughs> I, changed, I changed your life. Uh, again... Uh, I try not to have regrets. I think regrets suck. Well, we all have regrets. We just kind of try to forget about them. Yeah, which is wrong. But anyway. Um... You see, I, I, I have an interesting one. Yeah. In in first to third year, I had a particular teacher, Mrs. Scannell, Breda yeah. Scannell. Yeah. I gave her a very hard time. Yeah. Now, I will say I was provoked. She started it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I, 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 I didn't give a proportionate response. Yeah. It, it put it in terms of war. When she declared war, my response was not proportionate. Yeah. So I actually I actually kind of meant to apologize before I finished up there and I didn't. So if you're listening, Miss Scannell, I'm sorry for giving you an unduly hard time, but you did start it. Yeah. You started it. I finished it. Yeah. Uh, before, like, if I'm honest, there's a certain girl. Her name starts with K. I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this podcast. Did you uh, follow me on Facebook? Uh, not anymore. She defriended me. Oh. We, we uh, I, I met her on the internet. It was during the time I was internet dating before I, I hit the jackpot and met my current girlfriend. Yeah. That, this is to kind of diffuse this story. Yeah, and if you, if you shout loud enough, she's in the other room. She might yeah. hear you. But uh, I don't know. I kind of spent a long time alone. So I kind of led things in a certain direction like thinking is what i wanted but it's only because i was afraid to be on my own because i thought that if it didn't happen then it might not happen anytime so uh in terms of like a relationship in the future so i i, I kind of led her on and i feel really bad about it because i think that you know breaking anyone's heart is is Espe- a, yeah especially when you the, 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 you don't reciprocate the feelings and when you knowingly did it when you, you knew that your heart wasn't in it i think that's one of the worst things you can do and i really regret it so i mm. want to say sorry to her and hopefully she listens and accepts your apology and friends you again on facebook yeah and everything you can bury the hatchet and if you're listening nicole my girlfriend uh that never happened yeah never ever ken's a wonderful person who never broke anyone's heart is the narrative for the podcast yeah uh what or who is the greatest love of your life Nicole McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> I literally laugh as you say it. No. You just say it straight face. That's exactly what it should be. No, that's, that's out of the way. <laughs> so okay. She's the love of my life in terms of, of, of the, the person and the partner that I want to be with. She was on the first ever episode of the podcast. She was. Go she back and listen. She gets a vague producer credit. Uh, yes. For showing Ken how to set up the, the equipment the first time we did the podcast. We, we've never done that, but uh, produced by Nicole McDonough. Yeah, there you, you find, go, Nicole. You finally got your producer credit. But like, it's, it's it's a really good feeling to find... If you the actually per- listened to this episode. I'm trying to be deep, Karen. Go on. It's a really good feeling to find the person that you're kind of... like That feels like, you know, like kind of fills in that hole in your heart and like makes your heart feel full. Mm. Aw. So yeah, I like the way you added the all because I didn't. Darren, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, it, it is a really nice feeling to kind of like kind of uh, for someone to to see you for who you are and say, yeah, I want that. Yeah. You weirdo. Very uh, firming. But uh, in terms of what is the love of my life, probably animation. I mm. think it's the thing that's most inspired me and it's most captured my imagination. I absolutely love it. Uh, I think that without it, my life would not have have been as good so mm. i think animation is the love of my life particularly the work of walt disney and the walt disney company you're in love with dear walt what about you girl 
Mine is a what because I haven't quite found a who yet. Yes. Uh, occasionally, like loves are, it's tricky. It's a relationship's going to be abusive. But I was like, what do I think most about, and what do I put most of my time into? And the answer is TNA wrestling. <laughs> so, what is the love of my life? TNA. Even though you give me more pain than joy, <laughs> you are the love of my life. All right, Ken. Up next, who would you invite to your dream dinner? Okay, let's let's leave it at three, so we don't. I go. have three. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charlie Chaplin. Jim, uh, we're going to go dead. Actually, dead is more interesting oh, no, than I'm not, I'll, I'll mine are alive. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to go dead okay. just to make it more interesting. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, Jim Henson, and Walt Disney. Ooh, that would be a fun talk. Yeah. You see, mine are Barack Obama. Yeah. Because who doesn't want the president of the United States at their dinner? That's true. Plus, tons of Instagram likes. That's all that matters in the world. Getting yeah. retweets and Instagram likes and the, the old Facebook reaffirmation. I have a president picture with Obama. I'm more important than all of all of you. The next one is Ric Flair. Because mm-hmm. realistically, who's going to give you a better time at a dinner party than Ric Flair? He's bonkers. Yeah. And the other is Steven Spielberg, because his films are amazing. Yeah, and you want to pick his brain? Yeah, it's just like, why do you always make such good films? Yeah. The... You make such diverse films for so many different people. You know, you make Lincoln, and then you make Jaws, and then you make uh, Schindler's List, and then you make Jurassic Park. And then you touch everyone's hearts and souls by making films about a variety of different topics aimed at a variety of different people in different genres. And I'm just like, you're so good at what you do, Stephen. Yeah. The common trend with my group is that there are people that kind of created things that I'm very kind of interested in people that like have legacies and they create things that kind of are bigger than themselves. Uh, and uh, because things that last like that almost make you immortal, mm-hmm. like the Muppets for Jim Henson, Terry Chapman, his films, he's still a, f- a cinema icon today. He's a pioneer film. His films are still watched today. Walt Disney, you know, the, the biggest animation slash entertainment corporation in the world. But it's just like creating something that 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 remains in the public co- public consciousness. Not f- we we don't know if it's going to be there forever, but it's just uh, and and ch- in a way changing people's lives because a generation of people grow up watching these films and it defines them in some way who they are as a person and it shapes their lives. So I think that's really interesting and I, and that's why I picked those people. Of course, one of mine was one to get attention, one to have a good time, and then one person to talk to. <laughs> Uh, which uh, words or phrases do you most overuse? I took a scientific approach to this one. I checked my Twitter. Really? Yeah. The word I overuse the word really. I use it for like reinforcement. It's like, oh, that was really good. I I, I use it all the time. Far too much. Yeah. Uh, like. That's a cork one. As a cork person, I say like. Yep. Nerdy every sentence. Yep. Uh, to be fair, I say That's that a lot. A, you see, these are all sentence fillers, aren't they? Yeah. They're allowing your brain to kind of catch up with your mouth. So you say like, to be fair, like, uh, and then you say what you wanted to say. Yeah. Um, splendid. I say that a lot. Splendid. Yeah, that's not a bad one. But like, uh, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be the big three. I think. Yeah, mine's really. I say really far too often. Uh, 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 uh not not too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the stock answer to whenever someone asks you how are you. Or grand. Yep, grand. Sure. I'm alright. Or, or how's it going? Or take it easy. I say take it easy a lot. I said yeah. it in a very podcast it, as well. It's, it's the outro. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't say people. Anyway, up next, uh, what's the worst job you've ever done? Mine is door to door sales. Oh, that's yeah. It's torture. I once had someone threaten to call the police on me just for knocking on her door. Oh god. She's just like, You're the third person to come this week. I'm gonna call the police if you don't get off my property. It's like, okay, you could have just <laughs> said no. Yeah. I'm just here, I'm just here doing my job. <laughs> You're like a little cherub of a guy. Yeah. Um Mine was I did hygiene personnel in, in a supermarket, oh, no. a well-known supermarket. Uh, basically, I spent hours on end 
walking after a brush. Yeah. Wearing a luminous yellow t-shirt. Yeah, it's the luminous yellow t-shirt that it's like, this person is special. Basically, I had to clean up sick and it wasn't as bad as the t-shirt. I once yeah. had to clean up, twice had to clean up people's bodily fluids and it wasn't as bad as wearing the t-shirt because I have two degrees. At the time, I didn't have two degrees, but I was nearly on my way to getting one. And like people assume because you wear this yellow t-shirt and you're doing hygiene that you've gone some wrong somewhere in your life and look like at you that you're an absolute failure yep. and a moron. It's just like, in fact, one woman pointed me out one day, and I'm not lying about this, said, if you don't behave, you'll end up like that man pushing the brush. Mm. And I'm just like, I have a degree. <laughs> I, I am a valid human being. <laughs> so yes, hygiene personnel, terrible. Uh, what has been your biggest disappointment? Um... Mine was my final year college results. Yeah. Because I, I had a job with a major financial firm. Yeah. Mine up. If I got a 2-1 in my final year and I got a 2-2 and they were like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason I'm doing a master's degree at the moment. To compensate. It was a panic master's to compensate for the fact that I screwed up my final year results. Yeah. That was stupid. My biggest disappointment. Um, I, I suppose a part of me always wanted, like from a young age, I always wanted to be an animator. Mm. and i kind of let go of that dream i kind of let it die a bit so like uh in terms of myself that again that makes me most disappointed like if i stuck with it maybe i, I I'm, I, I'm not good enough now to do it but if i stuck with it I, yeah. like maybe i would have been good enough well you can still do some amateur stuff yeah and i can still try but like when you get older it's harder so like yeah. if i kind of stuck with it throughout my life uh, who knows where i could be right now so mm. that's definitely a disappointment uh this is this is my least favorite job interview question well, actually, the, the, the least favorite is where do you expect to be in five years' time? To which the answer, everyone's answer should be, I have no earthly idea. Yeah. Maybe dead. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> dead if I don't get this job. Uh, what do you consider your greatest achievement? I don't know. Um, as, as you know, it, it goes back on the animation trend. I'm sorry. But yeah. uh, um, conversely, the fact that I haven't been able to get into animation for my final year project in college, I got to live my dream and write and direct uh, and co-animation uh, is it, it up on youtube it is on youtube give it a plug uh, it's on vimeo sorry the posh youtube oh yes it's uh nightlife it's also uh, it's at nightlife nightlife not love nightlife nightlife n-i-g-h garen trying to plug oh, it god jeez plug it quicker n-i-g-h-t-l-i-f-e project as in you know project the word dot i-e uh you can view it there um basically i just got i got to direct an, an animated film and if i never get to do one again at least i did one so th that's my kind of greatest achievement and it's my thing i'm most proud of mm. mine my answer is usually i don't know it's probably still to come i don't feel like i've really achieved anything in my life you know anything of note it's like yeah i i, I got through school and college is that an achievement a lot of people do that uh up next how would you like to be remembered I don't know. Uh, uh, I'd like to remember someone that was uh, that was kind and generous, not but with just with my money, but with my time. Mm. Uh, that I always thought of other people before myself, uh, and that I kind of left the world in a better place than I found it. Yeah, I guess. we have responsibility to do that, don't we? And just kind of just went kind of gently about this world, made some kind of impact, and then just kind of quietly left it. That's yeah. Probably. I, I I want to be remembered just very simply as someone who did more good than bad. Because realistically, we're all going to do a certain amount of bad. It's inevitable. We're humans. Yeah, hopefully people that know me is like, yeah, he was pretty good, you know? For the most part. I, I don't particularly care about being remembered through time. I, 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 if, if the world forgets who I am, which it highly likely will, yeah. I don't particularly mind. 
Yeah. But once once people that know me is like, uh, you know, he he was all right, <laughs> you know, he was okay. I suppose Which is the, the trend of this podcast, all yeah. right. Once once we hit the kind of the high highs of all right, yeah. I'm I'm I'll be satisfied. Okay, what is the most important lesson life has taught you? Something very simple: treasure the small moments. That's lovely. I yeah. like that. The little small things in life, the the can of Pringles you eat while you watch Parks and Recreation, the podcast dance. The, the the walk when the wind is, is the, just the right temperature and blowing through your hair. Those kind of very small things. The podcast you listen to walking down to record the podcast that you, or, <laughs> that you enjoyed. Yeah. Those little things. Just just treasure those little things because those little things add up. Add up to the big hole. Yeah. Mine is probably like never shy away from doing what you want to do or what you love. Never be afraid to go after it because all you'll have is regret and mm-hmm. that sucks. I, I mean... Um, if you at least try, there's solace in trying. And I, I found that recently. I've got so many years, it's like, oh, I can't do that. I shouldn't try that. It's just the fear of failure stops you from doing something that you could succeed at. And, like, and the fact that I, you try, first of all, it makes you feel good. But more often than not, you surprise yourself with how you succeed. Like uh, at work recently, as I said, I got to get, get to more projects that are related to my degree, stuff that I like. And it's because I put myself out there and I tried to shoot for the stars. I went for like a really big promotion. That I thought like, I, I was like, I'm not going to get that. And I came really close to getting it. So it's just like, go for it. That's probably like the biggest thing in life. You're going to be dead for a long time. Who knows? <laughs> uh, as we discussed earlier, you might not exist at all after this. So yeah, we might not exist at all right now. So, so there's nothing to lose. So three words, go for it. Yeah. Do what you love. Give it a go. Worst that can happen is you fail. <laughs> okay. What's next here is... Uh, what, what do we have next? Uh, we have... Where would you like to be most right now? Hmm. Which I would respond, right here recording this podcast with you, Ken. Aw. It's a tough one. Uh, one of my favorite places I've ever been uh, is uh, Sedona mm-hmm. in... Sedona, do I have that right? Yeah. yeah uh, in, in, in Arizona. In Arizona. It's just like a, a little... Uh, uh, town it has got like, golf resorts and stuff like that but it's, it's very much a place for artists it's just up in the mountains it's like it's one of the most beautiful places i've ever seen just because it's serene and quiet and kind of uh um you know not, not like like it has its resorts and stuff like that yeah. but not entirely run, overrun by corporations and uh, and other kind of worldly distractions so part of me likes to feel like i'm gonna have to do this for a while you know this kind of rat race you know chasing after money money is the, st- the silliest thing in the world it's it's basically life's biggest joke and you don't get the punchline until you die yeah because the, the punchline is it's worthless <laughs> i like the idea of money though yeah the money is essentially a social agreement yeah that they're like if i pretend this is worth something and you pretend this is worth something it's worth something that's so, what money is it's like this piece yeah. of paper we're both going to pretend we want this and we're yeah. both going to pretend it's worth the exact same amount yeah. it's like that's kind of cool it's kind of interesting as a concept i yeah. will admit that but part of me wants to kind of go to a place like sedona and just kind of or a, a remote place just somewhere quiet and still and kind of live out my days without thinking about money or anything else like that other than just kind of living my life mm. so uh sedona would be, a, would be a good place but anywhere that's serene and non-commercial, basically. I was watching Total Divas the other day. And uh, it was the episode where Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella got married. And they were married in Sedona and it looked really nice. It is really nice, isn't it? It's, it's incredible. It's one of the... I was like... like I kind of took a deep breath and was like, wow. 
This is a place that I'm I'm in. This is the this place is real. This is real, and this is a place where I could happily live the rest of my life. So Sedona, we're both saying Sedona. Well, Are mine you? is right here recording the podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Right but here. Like, but I'm, I'm perfectly happy where I am. But you're you're endorsing my one. Yes. Our our last question, Ken. Our big finale. What song would you like played at your funeral? That's a very simple one, Gar. Same it's, for me. It's the song License to Kill by Gladys Knight. Ooh, Bond uh, theme song. Yeah, it's a, uh, from the film License to Kill, unsurprisingly. And I also want to be shot into space. That's always nice. So, uh, and the reason why is, who's not going to remember that? Yep. Mine is the Pokemon Johto theme song. Nice. Because it's one of the best songs on earth. And I think that uh, I think that's a song very representative of me. And also, you, you had a, a condition for your your death. I want a Viking funeral. Oh, yes. I want to be sent out in a boat to sea. I want to be shot with a flaming arrow. And that's how I want it to be done. Nice. This is this is set to record on official tape on the internet. If it's not done, I will haunt you. Okay, and, I, and I did promise if you go first that I'll do it for you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be the one to shoot the arrow, which means that you may or may not be lit on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will miss you. I will miss you both in the in the figurative and the literal sense. Yep. That's the end of the questions. Have we not bared our souls enough for you? Have you got some more questions for us? Tweet us your questions along with the person you'd like to answer at TWSKK or hit us up on Facebook at Facebook. Go ahead, Gary. You give it to him. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And if you go to that Twitter, you can uh, in the profile description, both mine and Ken's Twitter accounts are linked there. If, so you if you'd want... like to ask us directly, you can do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll answer because we're, we're nice like that. We'll, we'll have the bands with you. <laughs> we have nothing better to do. We're happy to answer your questions. And, and remember, if you're a cop, you have to tell us. It's the law. That is the law. We will be right back to say goodbye. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at SoundCloud.com slash The Weekend Show. Okay, Guardians of the Podcast Galaxy, that was your We End Show. <laughs> we End Show, sure. <laughs> not, sure not so we. We kind of went the whole hour talking about things, but still, it, it's more of a format description as opposed to an actual time. Yeah, it's basically a looser format that, that often ends up less time than the normal podcast. But Except this... in this case, when we still talked about things for an hour. Exactly. That's so... an hour of us talking about ourselves, though. You should love that. Yeah, or not, but we don't know. If you're out there listening, thank you for taking the time to click play on the podcast. Seriously, this one was a bit of a, a left-field podcast. If you still want to hear more after venturing deep into our troubled minds, first of all, what's wrong with you? A lot. Seriously. A lot. But if you insist, you can find a new episode every Sunday at soundcloud.com forward slash the weekend show. Uh, we're also available on iTunes because we're cool and uh, we did we just spent the early part of the podcast slagging itunes or you can probably listen or to apple the pencil i'm sure that's how that works yeah you can listen to us on the, the, the pencil into your head and it'll air the podcast yeah they're probably not because it's a pencil you can follow us on facebook on facebook.com forward slash twsk car 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 you're not good at the social media plugs today Ken. i'm not i'm, I'm just totally like but it sounds a bit like a barry white who you don't know car where they can where where they can find us on Twitter, <laughs> at DWSKK. I'm I'm not with it today on Words. these on these social media plugs. We're off next week because I'm off my holidays. I'm going to San Francisco. I'm not. That's You're, just I'm just getting Garrett, out of there. Don't be don't be hating. Hating is all I can do. But fear not, we will have something for you in two weeks' time. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll have something. Our theme music is by Mr. Dron. And until next time, say goodbye, Gar. Bye bye. Take it easy, everybody.